0: You're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you live on the iHeart Radio Network and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. We'd love to hear from listeners. You can shoot me an email. The address is right now, jimdaws at gmail.com. Or you can call our vent line and leave a voicemail at 772 245 0750. That number for the vent line is 772 245 0750. Well, today's the day. Today is the day. And I'm not talking about hump day. I'm talking about the beginning of the Schiff show in the house of representatives. And I do predict that it will be quite a shift show. I think this is going to be a disaster for the Democrats. I don't think that they realize just how discredited, uh, Adam Schiff is. He is a, a repulsive individual, both in his appearance and in his conduct. And uh, From his perch at the Intelligence Committee, he is going to take his turn at bat at trying to unseat this president. And I guess it's only fitting that the Intelligence Committee, headed by uh, the most prolific leaker in Washington, D.C., is going to be the one that tries to pursue these impeachment hearings against Donald Trump. And uh, as I say, I think this is going to be a disaster. I think the American people, I hope that enough of us are left that understand the Constitution, that understand uh, the proper roles of government and the different branches of government. I hope there's enough of us still here to recognize what this is. And that, that is a, a fevered effort by the Democrat Party to try to take down a very successful, you could argue, the most successful, at least in our time, uh, president of the United States. And they keep telling us that, uh, well, you know, this is not a court of law, and the Democrats and Adam Schiff don't have to abide by uh, rules of procedure and other protections afforded in a court of law. And I've heard very little commentary about what a dangerous an absurd statement that really is. You're telling me that the house of representatives doesn't have to observe the same constitutional protections that are afforded an everyday citizen in a court of law. The reason that the procedures in a court of law have been established the way they are is to comply with the protections contained in the constitution So they're all up there telling us that Adam Schiff doesn't have to afford the president any due process as contained in the Sixth Amendment. He's not entitled to uh, confront his accusers. He's not um, afforded, you know, uh, Fourth Amendment protections, Fifth Amendment protections, because this, you see, is, uh, is a political exercise. Well, I don't care what kind of exercise it is. The Constitution of the United States is our governing documents, and those protections contained in the Bill of Rights apply to everybody all the time. And they have yet to even comply with the basic tenets of the Constitution contained uh, in um, its Article 1, I think it's Section 2, Clause A or B that says, yes, the House of Representatives shall have the power of impeachment based on uh, bribery, treason, high crimes, or misdemeanors. There have been none of that shown here. There have really been none even alleged. And Adam Schiff is going to go up there with hidden accusers, after conducting these uh, four weeks of you know, hearings in his star chamber, where he actually told witnesses not to answer questions that the Republicans had placed to him. And he's going to continue this insult, this assault on our Constitution on what could not be the a higher stakes, and that is to deny the American people the president that they elected three years ago. They've, they've pretty much crippled this president's administration. Now, he's had huge successes despite their efforts, but, you know, you have to look at it as lost opportunities. Think of how much more could have been done if you hadn't had the Radical Democrats up there tearing at him from the very day he took office. And when you're watching this today, I want you to ask yourself, if they can do this to the president of the United States and 63 million voters that put him into office, imagine what they can do to an everyday citizen. This, if we allow this to happen, this would be the future of American justice. This will establish a precedent. You know, all of these laws were, were a a gift handed down to us. It's our legacy from the founders. People have bled and died to secure these protections. And now you've got the Democrats up there just Wrapping all over it in this shift show that they're about to put on. And, you know, the choice of this attorney that is representing Eric here I there I just got taken down. My videos uh, just got taken down off of Facebook and YouTube. Probably uh, Twitter before it's over with. I think uh, Wikipedia has now thrown in to this affront that we're not allowed to mention somebody's name who is already out there in the public record. But look at the attorney that this guy chose. Mark Zaid has been instigating an impeachment before Trump ever took office. He's been talking about a coup, talking about trying to engineer a coup, working with CNN, to remove the president from office before he had ever even taken office. So that tells you right there that there's no concern about him having actually committed an an impeachable offense. They're just looking for a reason. And I think Americans are going to see through this shift show. Bill McGurn over at the Wall Street Journal agrees with me.
1: Um, we know what the outcome of this drama is. They're going through the hearings to get to impeachment. I don't think there's any doubt once Mrs. Pelosi moved forward that there's going to be an impeachment. The question is, I think there's a lot of good concerns about uh, where the whistleblower came from and so forth. And, you know, in the same way... That a lot of people were angry when Bill Barr said, I'm going to look into the beginning of the FBI investigation, how and when it started. A lot of those same people don't want us to look at a whistleblower. Now, I I think this is all drama. I think it doesn't matter. I think what matters is in the Senate. I don't even think the president's complaints about due process. I, I don't think there's a lot of legal rights. I think the Democrats can do what they want. But at the end of the day, you're playing to the American public, and you have to persuade them that this is fair and principled and going forward. I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, Lindsey Graham, I think, when you put that resolution condemning the House, that's going to have an effect.
0: Well, I think uh, that, that will have an effect. Yeah, Lindsey Graham needs to bring that resolution forward, condemning the process in the House of Representatives, and Mitch McConnell needs to bring it to the floor right now. They need to condemn what's going on in the House of Representatives while it's going on. McGurn says in that clip that he doesn't think that the president has any legal rights in this. Well, I disagree. I don't think there is any tribunal, any process, any time where American citizens are not afforded the protections contained in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I reject that outright. no crimes they have cited no crimes they were saying uh, quid pro quo then that fell through then they said bribery and extortion this is no bribery or extortion here yeah, and and the hypocrisy of the democrats they love quid pro quo the democrats do they don't like it when the president uses it to try to get to the bottom of their corruption but any other time the democrats love quid pro quo and my solution is to say to israel is you get $3.8 billion every single year.
1: If you want military aid, you're going to have to fundamentally change your relationship to the people of Gaza. And so this is not just rejoining the Paris Climate Accords, which I will do right away. It's actually using every lever of foreign policy we have for more foreign aid to countries making a contingent on climate uh, action. You would you would not necessarily want to leverage USAID to Israel to push him to do that, is what you're saying?
2: Well, you know, that would not be my first
1: move. Uh, I'm not saying that would never happen.
3: We need to make sure that any such cooperation... And funding is going to things that are compatible with US objectives and with US law.
1: We spent mm. a few billion dollars on aid to Israel. Um, would you ever consider using that aid as leverage to get the Israeli government to act differently?
3: Absolutely. Question yeah. about Israel. Will you make American aid conditional on a freeze to settlement building?
4: It is the official policy of the United States of America to support a two-state solution. And if Israel is moving in the opposite direction, then everything is on the table. Oh, you-
0: yeah. They love them some quid pro quo, those Democrats but they accused Donald Trump of engaging in a quid pro quo. Actually, they've backed off of that now because none of their witnesses were able to prove that there ever was a quid pro quo. They, they talk, you know, they talk a lot about, well, I heard from this guy who told another guy all hearsay, none of which would be admissible in a court of law. Again, constitutional protections. So they've dropped this notion of a quid pro quo. And now they're, throwing out these um, these terms, extortion or bribery. Again, none of these uh, apply. They're, they're domestic laws. They they don't apply to international foreign relations. We use um, quid pro quos and extortion, if you want to call it that, every time we uh, put sanctions On another government right now, we've got sanctions on Russia, Iran, Venezuela, who knows how many other nations that is. If you want to listen, you know, to the terminology of the Democrats extortion, if you don't do this, we're going to do that. The question here is whether or not the object to get to the bottom of the corruption in in Ukraine, that obviously, obviously on its face included Hunter and Joe Biden. Well, I think that's a perfectly legitimate thing, especially considering that uh, Joe Biden is the Democrat front runner for the, to be the next president of the United States. Andy McCarthy pointed out that uh, this is this is not a charge of extortion.
1: Every time we, when I think we've gotten to the bottom depths of nonsense in this, Brian, from a legal perspective, uh, they they sink even lower. Extortion is a domestic criminal law concept. It has no application to foreign relations. Right now, take Ukraine out of it. Right now, we are trying to extort the Iranians, uh, the Iranians. Um, we are, we're trying to squeeze them with the president's maximum pressure policy to establish better terms. And we're looking today at Israel as to uh, for exactly why it's so important to do that. And everybody in the country with a brain hopes the president succeeds here. And if it's extortion, most people would say that's better than war.
0: Much better than war. You know, a a real question could be asked: Why are we sending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, literally billions of dollars in loan guarantees to Ukraine, while turning a blind eye at the uh, the Marxist government uh, that's getting that has taken over Venezuela right here in our own hemisphere? It's going to be a Schiff show. Adam Schiff is uh, is not the guy that can make this case. Uh, he's already shown that he has uh, no respect for the Constitution, no pers- uh, respect for classified information, and no respect for the truth. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this and exactly what you can expect right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Mojo.
5: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
0: So what appears to have happened here, um, They, the Democrats were desperate to find an excuse to, to go back on the offense after the Robert Mueller report uh, proved that there was no collusion. Uh, because uh, Bill Barr and uh, John Durham were starting to look into their wrongdoing during the 2016 election. So they were desperate to find something, you know, to put uh, the the administration back on defense. And uh, in this uh, whistleblower, so-called, who had been uh, apparently to me coordinating with this Alexander Vindman, lieutenant colonel on the National Security Council, and vindman uh told him you know the story of uh and it appears he exaggerated it wildly of this conversation between uh trump and uh, vladimir zelensky the president of ukraine claimed that the president had uh had uh, demanded that zelensky engage in these investigations or he was going to uh withhold this uh military aid Claimed that it happened eight different times on this call, and that it was clear that there was a so-called quid pro quo. And uh, and and so the Democrats were off to the races. Uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't even allow the president time to release the transcript of the call, which is sort of unheard of to, to begin with. Before she, um, you know, instructed. Adam Schiff and the members of these other committees to uh, take off on their impeachment jihad. And uh, during this star chamber testimony, it was quite clear that uh, Vindman is a, a very confused insubordinate um, military officer who believed that his understanding of American foreign policy took precedent over the commander in chief the president of the United States understanding of it. he wasn't acting as a soldier or or even a cabinet um well not a cabinet but a uh um, a, a national security advisor. He thought that his belief in uh, uh American foreign policies took precedent over the President of the United States. And uh, they released uh, his testimony day before yesterday. Byron York over at the Washington Examiner uh, has got an article, you need to go up there and read it, uh, that, that, that looks at Vindman's testimony. What's quite clear is uh, Vindman is substituting his own judgment for the President of the United States. And he came up there in full-dress uniform, which I understand. He's a military officer. He's entitled to the trappings of his office. But he came up there with uh, this um, lawyer that was uh, really combative and disrespectful and barking at the Republican members of uh, the House Intelligence Committee. Really uh, making a mockery of uh, you know, the, the uniform. And when they, when the Republicans were asking questions of Vindman, his attorney was uh, instructing his his uh, client not to answer, as well as Adam Schiff was doing it. And the question now, you got to read this article in the uh, Washington Examiner. The question now is whether they're going to call Vindman to testify. If the if uh, the Democrats don't call him, the Republicans need to put him on their witness list. I think that Adam Schiff now has turned down every one. Of the Republicans' witnesses, <laughs> there's another violation of the Constitution. You're not allowed to put on a defense? Really? You're not even allowed to um, name, mention the name of the guy that's accused you of this? Yeah, if the, if the Democrats don't call Vindman to testify, because he can be thoroughly discredited and impeached, then the Republicans need to do it. Speaking of Eric um Dan Bishop, a, a GOP freshman, has finally broken the um, broken the boycott of mentioning this guy's name. I, I guess he's the first lawmaker to do it. He uh, went to Twitter and said, I refuse to cower before the authoritarian intimidation campaign. He's not Voldemort. Where have you heard that before? He's not even a bona fide whistleblower. If he were, he would not be entitled to secrecy. Eric Chiaramella is a deep state conspirator, and he needs to testify. This uh, This whole idea that he is a whistleblower, he is a uh a conspirator he is a deep state assassin you're going to have to wonder um i guess by the time if you listen to this show as a podcast on your evening commute some of these witnesses will test have already testified but um what the democrats really want is to put put on a psychodrama there in the house of representatives uh, sort of obscure the facts. And that what they really want is for these witnesses to go up there and claim that they were abused and uh, misused because the, the president ignored their expert advice.
1: The one thing that will break through, I think, is if this could, can be dramatized so that our diplomats struggling against the president mm-hmm. feel like soldiers in a battlefield and their commander abandoned them and if that gets through yeah. or if there's something corrupt that rudy giuliani was fakes it makes it a very different process just now you know, it's political bickering, and that's the way the people will hear it. I will say that Democrats are very, um, they're very focused on how to tell this story this week. And I'm told from Democratic aides that they wanted Taylor to be there because he's a Vietnam vet. He's going to be able to tell this story in a simple way. And they wanted Marie Yovanovitch there because I'm told she cried in her testimony. And they essentially want someone who's going to be emotional to say, I was a victim of the president trying to do this for his own political. Oh,
0: poor Marie Yovanovitch. She was coordinating with George Soros. She was, uh, she was a Obama holdover that, uh, was knee deep in the coup that overturned the elected Ukrainian president. <laughs> they want tears and they're going to call Bill Taylor up there. Bill Taylor is going to testify that, uh, he heard that there was a quid pro quo because, uh, sonderland told him and uh, somebody else had told sonderland and the president told sonderland uh directly that there was no quid pro quo there would be no withholding in exchange for anything <laughs> it's going to be funny watching them try to whip this into a legitimate case headed by the bug-eyed pencil necked adam Schiff. A shift to show indeed. The shift is going to hit the fan. And I hope the Republicans have sense enough to point out how the process violates the Constitution from top to bottom. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about this and more news right after these messages right here on Right Now. Stick with us. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five-O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an America First perspective.
3: This is our mantra. Buy American and hire American. We want products made in America, made by American hands. And you know what? It's the way it is. It's the way it's going to be. We are going to fight for every last
0: American job. You know, I've been advocating to buy American for a long time, and um, that has been a central theme of this program. So I'm proud now to promote a, a great American company based out of Tennessee. It's a Red State Trading Company, and uh, we're joined now by Fred Culver. He's uh, he started up this business specializing in uh, clothing and home goods for patriots. And if you order now, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code DAWS, D-A-W-S, 10, and 10% of your uh, purchase, 10% of the profits will go to support the American Legion. Fred, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your company. What, what, uh, what led you to start this company? And, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about your products. I really, you
3: know, I, I find, uh, it kind of came to be, I, I would find, uh, you know, an outlet here that has all these, uh, all these Trump 2020 kind of products, shirts, mugs, whatever. And, uh, I was more so, I, I wanted to find a place that would pull in. You know, something for libertarians, something for conservatives, something for even something for just the the Republicans that don't care. They just they just want to vote red because whatever their issue is, there's so many issues that somebody could hang their hat on just individually. Sort of traditional American uh, patriots
0: is what you're targeting. Sounds like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No matter no matter why you consider yourself a patriot. I, I try to I wanted to do something that could
0: cover the basis for all of us. And um Mattel Sponge Products. Go ahead, Trey.
3: Well, we carry uh we carry shirts and t shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve. We got sweatshirts, hoodies, mugs, we've got our buttons. I love the uh I love going to the, the rallies and everything. Everybody's got all their buttons. So we've got a, a big selection of buttons, uh all these little Accent pillows, canvas prints, and uh, and we've even got little baby onesies and a line of uh, intimate wear. Also,
0: you're doing lingerie. Well, ladies' undies, ladies' undies is what more, you're up to. Yeah, ladies' ladies' undies. We'll, we'll leave it, it at that. So uh, you're branding this stuff. I'm I'm looking at your website now at RedStateTrading.com. I see Build the Wall. I see uh, Forever Trump. I see Second Amendment gear. I see um, uh, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, this is some good stuff. Yeah, and we... Uh, I also like to tap
3: into the, uh, you know, the kind of... I don't want to call it retro because, you know, you know, like George W. Bush and Ronald Reagan, like, it wasn't that long ago. But, uh, you know, kind of also wanted to throw in a couple of items for, uh, you know, the older crowd out there I'm I'm. maybe I'm not old enough to remember the, the Reagan days but hell I
0: know I know the effect that he had on so many people and kind of wanted to help them relive that also yeah I see this Reagan t-shirt you got a George W. Bush you got build the wall mugs uh the don't tread That's on same. me mugs uh lots of good uh Trump t-shirts and buttons and sweatshirts and hoodies this is some good stuff well I appreciate that so um do you uh, do you just uh, sell it online, or are you uh, trying to get into retail? Right now, we're
3: online only, uh, you know, trying to figure out where that's going to go. Uh, ideally, we will eventually have a, a brick-and-mortar location so we can, you know, we can see, you know, kind of see our customers face-to-face. And, you know, hopefully that would be a bigger draw for the, the town of Dyersburg where we're operating out of right now.
0: Dyersburg's up in the northwest corner of Mississippi. I guess you're not far from the river. Not far at all, actually. Dyer County's right on the river. I'll be darn. Well, Fred Culver, he's from Red State Trading Company, uh, your source for all your Patriot gear, including tees, hoodies, sweatshirts. And if you order now, you get 10% off when you use the promo code DAWS10. That's D A W S 10, plus 10% of all the profits are going to go to support the local American Legion. So uh, look them up. You can find them on Twitter at red state trading, or you can go directly to the website at red Fred, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So Wikipedia has now joined in with Facebook and Google and YouTube to ban the mention of this whistleblower's name. So, you know, spreading, uh, like wildfire, this, uh, this Orwellian uh, suppression of knowledge, ignorance is strength is what Orwell uh, said in his book 1984. And that's not what he said. That's what he's, he said would uh, would become, you know the uh, uh, the ruling class's uh, uh, motto to to deny the truth to people. And, you know, what I think is really interesting about this is you know for a fact that after this impeachment process is over with, this guy, Eric Chiaramella, is going to be out there. Um, He'll be the toast of the town in Washington, D.C. He'll be appearing on all of the shows, you know, these exclusive interviews. He'll write a book. He'll uh, (laughs) all of a sudden, you know, you'll be required to speak. Eric Chiaramella's name. Um, this this uh, GOP freshman, Dan Bishop, finally uh, you know, had some cojones to step up and, and say this guy's name. Adam Schiff is threatening uh, the members of the House Intelligence Committee during these hearings that if they mention his name that he's going to file ethics complaints against him and maybe even file criminal charges. And I gotta, you know, I gotta point out that it was uh, Chanel Rion over there at One America News Network uh, after the article that uh, named the whistleblower on Real Clear Politics, but it was Chanel Rion on One America that um, actually went uh, on the air and named this guy. I am having trouble with my. Uh, here Two shift
6: staffers have nearly flown under the radar for their roles in the affair. But through them, several candidates for the identity of the leaker have been circulated. Last week, we relayed this whistle leaker was a co worker of shift staffers. Eric Sieromela may be that co worker. Sieromela's name has been circulated for some time in the intelligence community. However, his connections to Ukraine were yet unconfirmed. As more information is confirmed about Sieromela, however, the Parallels are solidifying. Schiff's Whistleleaker's profile reads as follows. A CIA operative, a Ukraine specialist, worked under Obama and Trump's National Security Councils, a Democrat, and a disgruntled White House ex-employee. Eric Siomela's profile reads as follows. A CIA operative, a Ukraine specialist, worked under Obama and Trump's National Security Councils, is a registered Democrat, and after being accused of sabotaging the Trump administration, left the National Security Council, a disgruntled ex-employee.
0: Well, oh, Molly, uh, Molly Hemingway appeared on Fox News, and she pointed out that uh, you know the the the, uh, the media, which are basically you know mouthpieces for the Democrat Party, is not all that interested normally in protecting the identity of people.
4: The most important thing is that the media should be in the business of sharing information that is in the public interest. And there's no question that this is in the public interest. And we're not seeing this kind of concern that the media has for this whistleblower that they have had for other people. You had CNN doxing a grandmother because they didn't like what she put on Facebook, you know, showing her in her front lawn. You had NBC recently outing a Russian, uh, an American spy who was Russian. You have had the New York Times out a CIA station chief in Iran. You don't see concern when it doesn't match their political motivation and of course adam schiff first demanded that the whistleblower testify until that precise moment that it was revealed that they had coordinated prior to him filing the complaint
0: yeah adam schiff didn't want to ask answer any questions about the coordination with the whistleblower i wonder if adam schiff during these uh schiff show hearings uh, is going to uh try to shout down republicans when they ask questions i i think it needs to be asked directly of the chairman adam schiff uh, the extent of his coordination with the whistleblower. Was the whistleblower coordinating with the two members of, of Schiff's staff who had previously worked with him on the National Security Council at the White House? Was Were they um, uh, coordinating with this uh, impeachment coup law firm that's funded by George Soros? We need to know the extent of all of this. And uh, to her great credit, Molly uh, Molly went on, on that uh, that, interv- that same interview that I just played the clip from, to say this.
4: And Real Clear Investigations has identified a man named Eric Cherimella as the whistleblower. So it's already out there. We could be talking about this reporting and talking about whether that's accurate reporting or not. So I feel a little bit confused about why we're pretending that it hasn't already been I just reported. want to clarify
1: like, that I don't know that that, that, that is person. That might be the first
0: time that the name has been mentioned on Fox News. <laughs> I just want to make clear that I didn't. I didn't say that. I we don't know that that's him. Oh, Howie Kurtz was over there uh, trying to trying to uh, uh, declare that he had nothing to do with this. An interesting development is a uh, yet another whistleblower has stepped forward, but this one has filed a complaint against Eric Cheermella because Cheermella is up there uh, with a GoFundMe campaign that's collected $250,000 It's probably more than that at this point for his, uh, you know, legal expenses. Well, federal employees, especially CIA agents are not allowed to use their, um, their status as a federal employee and especially a CIA agent to raise money. So the complaint was filed last week. It was, uh, alleged that donations from about 6,000 individuals constitute gifts to a current intelligence official that are restricted because of the employee's official position under federal law. The complaint raises the possibility that some of the donations may have come from prohibited sources like foreign citizens or agents of foreign governments. The law firm representing this this new whistleblower that's blowing the whistle on the whistleblower uh, is is not naming their client, but um, the uh, the um, <clears throat> excuse me the uh, the law firm says uh, that their client is interested in seeing that government ethics rules are complied with, so. You know, if, if, uh, if this, uh, whistleblowers law firm doesn't get paid, it probably won't be a big deal to them because they're going to make a ton of money on, you know, book rights and, and other public appearances and such. But it's good to see, uh, somebody inside the government starting to fight fire with fire. I hope that the Republicans, uh, senators are paying attention. Old Chuck Schumer said that, um, he wants to sit down and negotiate with Mitch McConnell on bipartisan rules for a trial in the Senate, because they know that, you know, no matter what happens during these shift show hearings that the Democrats are going to vote to impeach this president. Here's what Chuck Schumer had to say.
1: McConnell is the majority leader, so it's his prerogative to set up rules in the past. There's always been consultation with the minority leader. And I hope he will consult with us and we can get some fair bipartisan rules like was done uh, in the last impeachment situation with Bill Clinton. They initially came to an an initial agreement that passed 100 to nothing. They had some disputes later and it passed in a more divided way. But I am ready to sit down with Leader McConnell and try to come up with fair rules. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do. Oh,
0: hell no. Oh, hell no the Democrats are not going to be able to deny the president and the GOP and the house of representatives, any sort of due process. And then when it gets over to the Senate, Oh, Oh, Schumer wants to start all over again. And, and we'll have some actual, uh, bipartisan rules that comply with the constitution. Now I'm not saying that the Senate needs to follow the house lead and, and start violating, uh, the constitution. What they need to do is just dismiss this out of hand uh, have the courage of their convictions with this uh this resolution that's that condemns the process in the House of Representatives and just dismiss this uh this referral, this impeachment referral out of hand. Just shut it down. It doesn't comply with the Constitution. It is it, it will not be worth the paper it's written on. We gotta run out to a break when we come back. We'll look at a little bit of the other news right after these messages. Stick with us. Motto. Well, former South Carolina governor and, uh, representative Mark Sanford has ended his campaign to challenge president Trump for the GOP nomination. (laughs) <laughs> well, boy, that landed with a thud what what you say you didn't know that Mark Sanford was challenging Trump for the uh, nomination? <laughs> Not many people did, and that's why Mark Sanford has ended his campaign. Maybe he can go for a long hike <laughs> on the appalachian trail and uh and think about you know what he's uh what he's doing with his life. We've talked a lot about these George Soros-funded uh, district attorneys. George Soros, who is a destroyer of civilizations, has found a sort of an Achilles heel. And uh, and that is uh, he's working toward the breakdown of law and order. He's uh, going around the country funding these uh, left-wing Marxist um, district attorney candidates. And he's had great success in getting them elected. He had four of them elected uh, in Virginia last week, including, uh, in Fairfax County, Fairfax County used to be, uh, a solid, uh, you know, sort of Republican area that, um, that valued, uh, good order and, uh, and had a good quality of life. They've now got one of these, uh, Marxist Soros district attorneys. And also, uh, just yesterday in San Francisco, they have elected one of these Soros attorneys, and this guy is a real uh, a real piece of work. He has never prosecuted a case in his life. He's coming directly from the public defender's office, very similar to what happened in Philadelphia. And this guy is uh, is actually the son of two weather underground domestic terrorists who uh, were convicted of killing two police officers in uh, Nyack, New York, in coordination with, uh, I think it was the the Black Panthers of one of the other um, black radical groups back in the 1960s. He was raised by um, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. Went to Yale, of course, because Yale loves to educate them some Marxists. And, uh, and he went down and actually worked for Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. And he said going in that he is not going to enforce any of the quality of life laws in San Francisco. He's not going to enforce the laws against public urination or defecation. He's going to restrict uh, prosecution of property crimes. And uh, he's going to continue to do what these other Soros-funded district attorneys do, and that is destroy um, these these cities that um, that was stupid enough to elect uh, elect this guy. And a lot of this reminded me of a story that I heard over at uh, Radio Derb. If you're not if you're looking for a good podcast to listen to on the weekends, you ought to check out. Um, Radio Derb. It's available at vdair.com and on iTunes. And uh, he's reading a uh, Rudyard Kipling poem where Kipling predicted um, the fall of uh, Western civilization.
7: I am not podcasting here to cheer and inspirit you, though. My intentions are darker. As it happens, this week is the centenary of a rather dark poem, one that is dear to the hearts of those of us in what one of George W. Bush's aides referred to contemptuously as the reality-based community. The poem is, of course, Rudyard Kipling's The Gods of the Copybook Headings, first published In the Sunday Pictorial, nowadays the Sunday Mirror, on October 26th, 1919. Kipling was 53 years old, rather older than usual for a poet to be turning out first class work. The title of the poem needs explaining to modern readers. As I note in the poem's page on my personal website, quote, copybooks disappeared from schoolrooms in Britain and America during or shortly after World War II. A copybook was an exercise book used to practice one's handwriting in. The pages were blank, except for horizontal rulings and a printed specimen of perfect handwriting at the top. You were supposed to copy this specimen all down the page. The specimens were proverbs or quotations or little commonplace, hortatory or admonitory sayings. The ones in the poem illustrate the kind of thing. These were the copybook headings. End quote. Here is my own reading of the poem, with only one microscopic error in the antepenultimate line The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Rudyard Kipling. As I pass through my incarnations, In every age and race I make my proper prostrations To the gods of the marketplace Peering through reverent fingers I watch them flourish and fall And the gods of the copybook headings I notice outlast them all We were living in trees when they met us They showed us each in turn that water would certainly wet us as fire would certainly burn. But we found them lacking in uplift, vision and breadth of mind. So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. We moved as the spirit listed. They never altered their pace being neither cloud nor wind born like the gods of the marketplace but they always caught up with our progress and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off its ice field or the lights had gone out in rome with the hopes that our world is built on they were utterly out of touch they denied that the moon was stilton They denied she was even Dutch. They denied that wishes were horses. They denied that a pig had wings. So we worshipped the gods of the market who promised these beautiful things. When the Cambrian measures were forming, they promised perpetual peace. They swore, if we gave them our weapons, that the wars of the tribes would cease. But when we disarmed, they sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And the gods of the copybook headings said, "'Stick to the devil, you know.' On the first Feminian sandstones, we were promised the fuller life, which started by loving our neighbour and ended by loving his wife. Till our women had no more children— And the men lost reason and faith. And the gods of the copybook headings said, The wages of sin is death. In the Carboniferous epoch, we were promised abundance for all by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul. But though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy. And the gods of the copybook heading said, If you don't work, you die. Then the gods of the market tumbled, And their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew. And the hearts of the meanest were humbled, And began to believe it was true, That all is not gold that glitters, And two and two make four and the gods of the copybook headings limped up to explain it once more. As it will be in the future, it was at the birth of man. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire and the burned fool's bandaged finger goes wabbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, where all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copy-book headings with terror and slaughter, return.
0: If you're looking for a great podcast to listen to over the weekend, you can't do any better than Radio Derb, available on iTunes and at vdare.com. So one of the great cities in the United States, San Francisco, probably the most beautiful city in the United States, has now elected a committed Marxist as the district attorney who is stepping into office promising to no longer enforce the laws that make it possible for that city to be livable, to raise a family, to conduct business. Son of Chelsea Bordone is his name. Son of the infamous Brinks truck robbers that killed two police officers raised by domestic terrorists, Bill Ayers and uh, Bernadine Dorn. Coming right from the public defender's office, we should have uh, listened to the gods of the copybook headings and uh, and remembered the lessons of history. Well, tomorrow's show we'll have a full roundup of all the goings-on at the Shift Show, and I hope you'll join us again then for another edition of Right Now, right here on the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.